In regards to Lucid, obviously you said you have a long runway and there's a lot of different opportunities you guys can seize. And part of your role is to help guide it, help to help to see a vision through. Do you think you guys are crafting a vision while you're going through it? Or do you already have one looking out five, 10, 15 years for you guys? Yeah, it's a great question. I think with emerging technology, you're always iterating on a vision. Um, our CEO, Andrew, has a pretty defined vision of where he wants to go and what he wants to do. I think a lot of my role is to take his vision and help sort of execute it, right? Usually your CEO is kind of the visionary, uh, drives the mission of the company, um, really thinks about the core values. And then you usually have, you know, leadership management executives that help drive that, that vision and what he's looking for home. You know, I think that's an opportunity for us right now. We do a lot of things in conjunction, but as we grow, he's going to have to kind of continue that. I think we're pretty close to kind of where we want to be. I think there's going to be some adjustments in the speed of um, how technology goes. Our business is very heavily predicated on kind of rules and regulations, right? Today, drones aren't allowed to fly in every environment at any time, you know, kind of whenever we feel like it, right? So we can't deliver a package today, you know, from here to Alabama, right? It just, it doesn't, it's not legally allowed. So that's going to predicate a lot of it. I feel very strongly that Andrew's vision is really, really pointed in the right direction. I say that because he comes from a place of humanitarian aid. He comes a place where he wants to solve some major issues all around safety, health, and humanity. And I think that's something that's always going to be a need and it's not really going to change. Um, that's what we're doing today. And that's where our long run vision is. And then it's adapting technology as it evolves to kind of where we want to be. So um, I think we're in a really good spot. I think you guys are. I think I can't wait to see what you guys do in the future, especially in regards to capabilities of your drones and sort of what they can be used for. Now, talking about the long run for yourself, obviously your daughter's a freshman at the University of Alabama. You still have three more years, hopefully, of having someone here. What does your involvement look like for Alabama in the next three years? Obviously, coming back, speaking with students, becoming more engaged. Do you have a vision of what you want that to look like? Yeah, I don't. I think it's it's sort of evolving. Um, the one thing I want to make sure is clear, and my daughter and I have had this conversation. What I do at Alabama is not related to her in any way, right? Like she's having a great experience. She's okay with me being there, but I don't do any of this to kind of gain any traction for her, right? This is all about, because she knows who I am and what I like to do. And, and she came to one of my sessions, which um, I'm sh she said she enjoyed, which was good. I, I think it's really, I always said, look, it, I'm, a, I'm a resource that comes with no charge that the, the university can leverage at whatever they think is important, right? Uh, with my background, I think one of the things that's interesting is, you know, I, I could go in the same day, speak to one of the sports teams and then go speak to one of the business classes, right? I, I, you know, I think there's capability. And again, that doesn't mean that's what I'm going to do or how it's going to happen, but I just think in terms of the scope, but it also could be helping in a career services capacity, kind of one-on-one -on -one with somebody that wants to be in technology or leadership. So I think we're just going to see where it evolves. <laughs> I want to be a I don't want to overstep either, right? Like I want to do what I can and help. And if 
I'm called on, I'll be there type thing. Um, it's a great institution with a great reputation. My daughter's having a phenomenal time and I've always enjoyed it there. So I, I, I kind of feel like a kid in a candy store where I can like, you know, have a good, have a, a good experience and hopefully influence people. Now I have to ask this question just because, you know, big sports guy, love watching sports out of all the sports that Alabama is thriving in from football to soccer to basketball. What is your favorite sport you've personally watched Alabama participate in? So I'm going to tell you it's a softball team. So I, I find the, the female athletes on the softball team to be exceptional. And I would tell you that I don't mean that just athletically. Um, when I go to practice, I, I am sort of a fly on the wall. You don't really notice I'm there. And every time I go, one of them says hello to me. Mm-hmm. Like they go out of their way to say hello. I just think that's a high class person, which does speak volumes to sort of the coaching staff and things like that. Um, I will tell you, I hesitated for a while because I've been to a couple of the basketball games and boy, that's exciting. Um, they got great talent. Coach Oates looks like he's doing it the right way. And it's bringing, uh, I think, uh, an additional buzz to the campus, which I think is really cool. You know, seeing them being number one in the country is, is really neat. So um, I've always been a fan of people that are building great things, right? And it seems like he's building a great thing. I, I don't, I'm looking at it from afar, but um, softball would be my number one. And, and I think watching the basketball team evolve is number two. Um, you know, the next few years, I hope to find some other favorites. So I walk away with, you know, all of them being my favorite and being able to, to, to watch it from afar. No, that's awesome. And obviously a, a great goal to have. Yeah. A few more years to knock that out of the park. Now, one thing I always like people asking who are involved with Alabama is what's one memory that Alabama has granted you that you're going to remember for the rest of your life? Huh? That's a good question. So, um, I think as a parent, you want your, your children to have great collegiate experiences, right? You want it to be a, uh, like a home run pun intended. Right. Right. So <laughs> you, you drop your, your, your son or daughter off and you sort of hope everything works out. It's been a great time for, for my daughter. Um, we get text messages of her walking down the street, thanking us. I think that's it. Yeah. That just that gratitude. Obviously, I think parents yeah. do so much for us that I want to say that sometimes goes unrecognized, but to have a daughter text you, that's got to yeah, be. I, yeah. And just, she's having a great experience. That's the key. Yeah. Right. She's going to have a lifelong experience. And I think that's the same for, you know, if you, if you're lucky enough to say that about the college you went to, then I guess you're lucky enough. Exactly. Well, Scott. It was great talking with you. Thank you for sitting down with us today on a Friday. I appreciate your time and I look forward to having you back on campus. And if people want to reach out, how is the best way to do that? Um, I would tell you probably LinkedIn is the best. Um, so you can search my profile. Uh, that's easy. Um, you can also, you know, reach out through, um, you know, lucidronetech.com and then, you know, you can contest, contact us that way. Uh, but usually LinkedIn is the easiest. That's where I connect with most people. That's Scott Wiley, COO of Lucid Drones. And thanks so much for listening to the show today. If you're not a subscriber, do subscribe to our podcast wherever you get yours. And of course, check out our website at culverhouse.ua.edu to learn more about the Culverhouse College business and what it has to offer. 
And as always, roll tide.